Hello, welcome to Secrets of Saturn. I am Jason Lindgren, your host. On this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm interviewing Matt Landman, but we're doing an experiment with Facebook Live. So this podcast that you're about to hear, we recorded live, and according to what we looked at after the fact, it had 2.4K views, so 2,400 views. Very interesting. Uh, A couple of hundred comments. Lots of people seem to have tuned in for it. So, you know, we were trying to see how the whole censorship thing is going down, what results we might get afterwards, and all that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Matt is an awesome, awesome chemtrail activist. This guy puts his heart and soul and every dime he's got into what he does. The guy is fantastic. And man, just listen to what he does. And if you can go to the conference he's putting on for free, you can go for free. And he gives all the times and dates and everything. I have him repeat it multiple times in the interview. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn from it. And please share the information. All right. So this is our second time, my second time going live. And the impetus of this is because of all of the censorship that we've been witnessing as of late online, on Facebook especially. So I am speaking with Jason Lindgren. Can you hear us, Jason? I'm good. Awesome. So Jason has launched his career um, in radio and podcasts and has coupled up with Crow 777 and they're doing big things. Do you just want to tell us about that really quick, Jason? Absolutely. Uh, I do a weekly show with uh, Crow Triple Seven Radio. He's been doing it himself for a while, and I was on with him a few times before that. And, uh, you know, we just, we realize we click together really, really well. We have a great rapport. Um, I've got a very straightforward, objective view, and it helps keep the discussions going, and uh, it just seems to be taking off like crazy. So I had my own show, Secrets of Saturn, which is where we're at right now. And I kind of put it on the, on the side for a few months while we were getting the crow thing going, but I'm trying to get back to it and I'm going to do both. I'm going to do my best to, to release episodes of Secrets of Saturn that are new and separate from the crow triple seven stuff and then keep doing the ones with crow every week. So cool. So you have a show, Jason Lindgren, you have a show, a show, Secrets of Saturn. And I was actually on your show like a year and a half ago. Thank you so much. And then you are, are you co-hosting the crow show? Kind of. I don't. I don't really say anything uh, as far as a title. Uh, I'm there when he wants me, and he's wanted me every week. And uh, we have another friend that joins us. Uh, his name is James Alfred from Sage Sigma Blogspot. He's been joining us uh, when when the material is appropriate for him to to be on with us. So sometimes there's three of us. Sometimes it's just Crow and myself. Very cool. And so again, for people that are just now tuning in, we've got a handful of viewers, and it's growing. And then of course this will be archived. So what's going on is Jason Lindgren is interviewing me for his podcast, which is getting very, very popular, Secrets of Saturn. And we decided that we would stream the interview live. So it's really he's interviewing me, even though it looks like I'm interviewing him. That's not what's going on. And (laughs) the show will be up on his podcast live. But really what we wanted to do is get through this muck that was Facebook censorship. So really what really got me going was today I posted something about the Global Chemtrail Summit and it was black it was blank. They they blanked it out. Facebook completely blanked out this nice flyer that I had professionally made. And then I tagged a bunch of people in it and they started commenting blank post. 
So here we are. Try to censor this. So the thing is, is there was a murder on Facebook Live last week. Anybody who's in the truth community who's waking up can see right through this. They can see that this was a false flag hoax, that really it's just Facebook trying to censor more and to be able to filter the truth because they don't want the truth to become viral. But from here on, I'm going to let Jason take over. Jason is in Louisiana. Isn't that right? That's correct. I'm in Baton Rouge. Cool. So Jason's going to take the show over. He's going to be the voice on the other end, and he's going to interview me for his show, Secrets of Saturn. So take it away, Jason. And here we are. Matt, I'm, it's awesome to have you back. Uh, and hello, Facebook out there, whoever's listening. This is very cool. I've never done a live show before, so this, this is interesting. I love it. So, Matt, let's talk about chemtrails and let's talk about censorship and all the things that are going on. What, what have you been up to? I know we try and keep in touch here and there, but we haven't had a lengthy conversation in quite some time. So what's going on with Matt Landman? Well, first off, I'd like to thank you for your continued support. And it's always nice talking to an eloquent, like-minded truther like yourself. So since we last spoke, I've finished the film Frankenskies. We're putting on the final touches, and I'll be shipping out the DVD in May. And if anybody has ordered the DVD and comes to the Global Chemtrail Summit May 7th in Portland, I'll hand you a copy of the DVD Frankenskies. And so over the past year or two, I've filmed politicians, meteorologists, and got all of this information together especially but not limited to the exposing of the military industrial complex. This has been going on for a long time, the weather warfare, the cloud creation, and, and now ultimately the agenda, which is solar geoengineering, which is blocking our sun out with metallicized nanoparticulate aerosols. So what they want to do is block out our sun to save us from global warming. So this film is the best of its kind. And it's pivotal and it's really important that we get it out there. Ultimately, I'm going to be going around the country screening it and getting it into as many, letting as many people see it as humanly possible. So there's that. And that's been a big focus of mine recently. Um, also, I launched a website, actualactivists.com. The goal is ultimately to get away from this censorship and to build a social media platform. Facebook's not going to like that on actualactivist.com where we can come together and not be scrutinized and censored for speaking truths on GMOs, vaccines, fluoride, you name it. But I mean, come on, it's gotta be frustrating when you share one of my posts or I put up a vaccine post and no one sees it or you share it and it gets blocked. You know, I mean, this is a free country, right? And if it's social media, it should be social, not you know, whatever the opposite of social is. So I want to get things out in the open. And also, most importantly, is coming together, right? Coming together in person to get this information on a level playing field where we can disseminate the information and know that we're all on the same page and to find the solidarity. So again, I'm having another Global Chemtrail Summit last year on May 7th. It was in Vancouver. It was a huge success. Surprisingly, the demographic was especially old. I was pretty shocked to see everyone in the crowd was 60 years old up. Um, I attribute that to 
a few things. One of them is that people nowadays, they believe what their phone tells them and they don't think that they can be the change. The generation preceding us, they got out and made a difference. You know, if, if someone didn't have the right to vote or if they were making people sit in the back of the bus, they just, they did something and they made changes. Nowadays, you know, people don't think that they can do anything about it. And also those older people, they've seen the sky long enough to know that something is up now. Something is going on. So they've been looking up, they've been waking up, and now it's the time that they're speaking up. So in Vancouver last year, the Global Kim Show Summit came together. We had nine speakers. It was a great day full of awareness. We catered the event and people walked away with so much knowledge that I'm hopeful that that rippled through the the area, you know, rippled through Canada. A lot of people flew up from LA and stuff like that. I really hope that that information got out there. This year, we're going to record it. We're going to have it up online. And I'm really proud of the speaker list. You know, I'm really happy that all these people can come together. And it's expected to be a great event. There's been a little bit of disinformation being spread out there that the event was canceled. There's been, um, if you're not familiar with trolls, there's been constant trolling on the topic um, ever since around April 1st, trying to convince people not to come. Okay. The event's going to be a great time. There's going to be live music. There's going to be a lot of people coming together at Portland State University, Hoffman Hall, May 7th, Sunday at 11 a.m. to come together to learn this stuff together and ask the questions that we need to ask. You know, let's fill in the blanks so that you can spread the information just as well as I can. Wow, Matt, that's that's a lot going on. Now, let's talk about the, the demographic you, you said there. You had very few or no people under 60 or like, let's go over that because that's that's significant. Yeah, well, the thing is, is I'm like all over social media, right? And I spent days and days and days and days passing out thousands of flyers in Vancouver and putting up posters and advertising on in print media and radio and I expected there to be this youth, this surge of youth. I, I handed so many flyers out to people my age and younger, people in their 20s at the summit. And I looked at a photo um, just the other day because it was taken from the back. Half the people in the audience were bald, you know. <laughs> so, um, and that's fine. People can be bald and people can be old. That's great. I love you. All of you. Thank you for coming. But it was just a shocker to me considering the outreach that I have and the demographic that I feel like that I've reached and the amount of people that I spoke to that were excited about it and said that they wanted to learn that they'd be there. And yeah, no, um, I would say about 10 people out of the 300 people that were there in the audience last year in Vancouver, about 10 people were within my age range, which I, my age range is like 20 to 40, you know, and the rest of them were very old and it was shocking. It was, it was, it was, it wasn't really disheartening because it was great that they were there, but it was a surprise. Well, that says a few things to me and, and, and not good either. Uh, that, that means that the people you would think who are using social media constantly, which would be your teens, 20s, 30s, you know, even 40s, which is what I am. What's going on? Like, why would they not show up? That's, that's mind numbing to me. Now, talking about folks who maybe are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, these are the people who I would take it are the kinds of folks who were at protests, say, in the 1960s and 1970s, the kind of people who got off their ass and did something, you know, like they went to the to the uh, anti-war movements, like they knew something was wrong, all that, you know, and um, 
I'm glad to see that they, they've still got some fire and spirit in them in their later life. And uh, you're right in that these are the folks who would know that the sky did, did not look like that post or excuse me, pre, what would that be like? Maybe 95-ish, early 90s and before. The sky definitely looked different. That's what I remember. Well, in 1995, the U.S. Air Force came out with their official paper, Owning the Weather by 2025. Seems like they're way ahead of schedule because it seems like that they're owning it by now already. But since then, there was a statistically significant uptick in these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations that we're now witnessing on a regular basis. But yeah, let, let's get back to that older generation thing. They're not brainwashed. That's the thing. And brainwashed is a pretty broad, broad word. And it's kind of you know, it's, it's a little rough. Really what it is, is it's societal conditioning. We are manipulated and conditioned and there is ongoing social engineering and they're doing a great job. They frame all of our conversations. They frame all of our mental constructs. And literally you can take authority as the truth, meaning you get all this information and you can just believe it or you can take truth as the authority. It's up to you. You can resonate with it and make your own opinion or you can be told what to think. And unfortunately, a lot of people nowadays, they're just told what to think. So they ask Siri. They literally would say, Siri, and then their phone talks back to them. You know, this never <laughs> happened before. And then the phone will say, don't worry about those lines in the sky. Literally, ask Siri what's up with the lines in the sky. They're not going to tell you to look me up, that's for sure, or to watch Frankenskies, the film, or to follow these other activists, or to come to the Global Chemtrail Summit or anything like that. It's going to say, well, you know what it's going to say. It's going to say it's water vapor from planes. It's nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk about the first conference. Who did you have there? How did it go down? Uh, the pluses, the minuses. Uh, putting on a conference by yourself, I'm sure, was really tough. Uh, I, I know someone else who does those sort of things and have heard about it. So let's hear about that. Yeah. To all the people listening and watching, you would have no idea how how hard it can be. There's especially in this movement, because there's people get flack for attending. People get flack for speaking and people even claim to be being harassed and threatened and all this stuff. So last year it was it was it was very interesting to just see how everything evolved. We had speakers that were supposed to come who didn't show up. We had speakers who I had in my print advertisements who all of a sudden couldn't come for some reason. But ultimately, we had a day full of speakers. So it it was a success. Um, I, I flew in Harry Rhodes from the UK. And he's this modern day Wilhelm Reich. And his expertise is building these etheric cloud busters and understanding this orgon energy and and he was a very interesting um he was a very interesting piece of it all i had terry lawton from ireland flew him in he's amazing he did a great presentation on it all and since then he's launched a website climate agenda climatechangeagenda.com terry is great I was hoping to have him this year. He's got an illness in the family. He's definitely part of it um, at the next conference. I hope I plan on having him. He's very eloquent and amazing. We have Ilana Freeland. She was promoting her first book, Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. This book is amazing. It is like the Bible on chemtrails, as far as I'm concerned. I've learned so much, Jason. 
Um, you know what? I want to just give you one little excerpt out of this. Did you know that well, I can just tell you. I just read this. It's on about page 40. Did you know that in the 50s and 60s, so many nuclear tests occurred in the atmosphere that they feared that the radiation had destroyed this Van Allen belt, which is this belt of energy that goes around the atmosphere that shields us from solar radiation? They feared that that belt had been ruined. So the U.S. government went up and launched hundreds of millions of two centimeter long copper needles and then the ussr or, the, or russia they did it as well in the early 60s they did it three more times so there's four artificial belts of copper needles in the atmosphere just spinning around protecting us from solar flares and stuff like that i don't really trust any of it but did you know that i've never heard that one before i've heard lots of crazy stuff about nuclear weapons being used in various locations and all that. And the show we just did the past week with Crow, we were kind of proving the fact that uh, a lot of what they've put out about nuclear weapons is false. Mm-hmm. So make of that as you will. I'm not here to, to harp a topic like that. But um, I don't know, man. It's Anything that's quote-unquote officially put out by the government, I take everything with a grain of salt and I try to find as much documented evidence regardless of the topic and just see what can and cannot be verified. Right. So then also last year we had Eric Cipher. Um, he spoke Amanda Daniel. She'll be coming again. Her um, activist name is Madison Star Moon. She spoke at the EPA hearing. She'll be speaking again in Portland. Patrick Roddy, he actually spoke at the EPA hearing as well. There's an EPA hearing two summers ago on jet fuel emissions. And we had some activists there speaking for us very eloquently, giving their testimonies, um, questioning the lines in the sky. So Patrick Roddy was there speaking. Amanda was there. They'll both be there again this year. Ilana Freeland, the author of the book I just referenced, she will be there again this year. She has a sequel to her book that's coming out very soon, and she'll be speaking about it. And it's about the space fence. She her her knowledge base is so amazing. She has the plans of a second and a third book. The second book on Kim Charles is coming out soon. The third one, I believe, will be next year. And that'll be a three-part series explaining all of it. And it gets really interesting and technical when you start getting into space and they're building this space grid fence. Basically, it's the weaponization of the ionosphere. It's highly complex. And she is, for her to be with us on this planet, is very important for this dissemination of information. She's critical and she's amazing. And just her there should be enough for you to come to the Global Chemtrail Summit in Portland on May 7th. So, so yeah, the one in, in Vancouver, it was great. Um, so takeaways, yeah, it, the, the positives definitely outnumber the negatives. We had so, the, the best part about it, <laughs> the best part about it was this elderly woman came up to me and said, this is my husband. He never believed any of this. I did convince him to come today. And then I said to him, and, then, and now what do you think? And, he's, and he says, now it's my mission to share this with everyone. You know, uh, like, you, can't leave, you cannot leave a denier, you know? And you, you leave invigorated with this wealth of information that you want to share it with the world because it's just like, how did I not know this before kind of thing? That's amazing. I love to hear things like that. And then on the negative side, um, 
you know, just, just, I really wanted to see some kids there. You know, I want to see some, some, I literally wanted to see some teenagers, some, you know, cause that's, this is the next generation and we're, we're keeping this torch alive for them. And we got to pass this torch on. Actually, let me share something with you. I got this speech going on that I'm trying to put together. It's kind of out there, but so the monarch butterfly, it, it goes from, bear with me really quick. So the migratory pattern of the monarch butterfly, they wake up in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. They wake up and they eat this milkweed. Then they fly a couple thousand miles north and then they go back to sleep. They lay their eggs, they die. And then the next generation wakes up and eats another um, milkweed. It takes, and then they do it again, they do it again, they do it again. It takes three to four generations to go from Mexico to Canada. The monarch butterflies that wake up in Canada they wake up in Canada and it has to take them one generation, what Ford did. They have to wake up in Canada, eat their milkweed and fly all the way down to Mexico over, over highways, mountains, rivers, cities, all the way from Canada to Mexico. If that one generation of monarch butterflies doesn't make it, the entire species is lost. And so for me, I'm going to work on this speech a little bit, but for me, I see the human race like that right now. We are not that generation waking up in Canada. We're that third and fourth generation that just has to get to Canada. And we need to have that torch burning, right? We need that flame to be lit for these kids. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If we don't get there, if we don't get there and set them a stage and bring them a flame that's lit enough for them to make it all the way from Canada to Mexico, then the entire species will be lost. Right. We're talking about the course of humanity and it's really important. So we're at a pivotal stage right now where we're being attacked, literally attacked. The, the, the weather's being weaponized. The food is being weaponized. This vaccine schedule is weaponized. There's fluoride in our water. I mean, in education and knowledge and truth is what we need to pass forward to bring the next generation to set a stage for them to make it. You like that metaphor? Did, did, you, did you follow it? That's fantastic, actually. It's interesting because the monarch butterfly, obviously, they are working in tandem with each other as a group. They're working as, as a singular unit, even though they're individuals, right? So they've got their flow together. They are completely connected with each other and really know what to do on a base level. Humanity, unfortunately, is pretty much the exact opposite. There, there's a few torchbearers. Ego. Those butterflies don't have egos. Like right. Me. And then that's exactly it. We're, we're so focused on being individuals that we're not looking at the bigger picture. But I'll tell you, there's some bad guys behind the scenes that are looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And they plan it out generationally. Like Crow... And I've had the pleasure of being on Crow's show. And then, I don't know if you ever caught it, but I was able to host my own show last fall. And I interviewed Crow on neuro-linguistic programming and, and a lot of other aspects of the social engineering. I did. I caught that. It was a good show. Yeah, thanks. And, and really, it's a, it's a generational attack. They don't care about us. They, they're, they're happy for us to try as hard as we can. As long as we don't pass this information down to the next generation, they'll patiently wait. You know, they have, a, they have agendas that go 100 years. Oh, yes, definitely. It's in their writings. You can find these things. This isn't conspiracy theory. You can find their own, the, these people's writings. Exactly. So the, the work you're doing is absolutely critical, in my opinion. I, I think that uh, there are very few people who are really doing this 
with their own heart and soul and being incredibly genuine about it. Now, I know there's been some problems uh, in the community, and I see this in other communities. You know, sometimes we're all lumped together as truthers or awake folks and all that, and that's fine because generally what we're all trying to do is challenge the mainstream notion of things and discover what's really going on, right? Exactly. But the the points of view are kind of broken down into categories, and I don't like being in a group or labels anything. I am literally just trying to figure things out as we're going along, using my own wits and whatever knowledge I can get gain along the way. And then I try and pass that forward. I try to be very objective about everything I do, uh, whether it's on my own show or with Crow. And, you know, all we see are infiltrators on every level. I'm just, let's just say it like that. They're there's either trolls all over the YouTube videos you, you put out just saying horrible things. Uh, they try to slander you. They may do ridiculous things like try and pull your advertising. So any money you may have been trying to make off of YouTube or what, whatever other platform you're using, you lose that. And these things are happening over and over and over again. And um, the fake news thing, that's that's the, the big one right now. I have a friend who put up a post had nothing to do with anything political or, or conspiracy or anything like that. And it got labeled as fake news and pulled down. So, you know, they're just going after things uh, in this massive way. And um, what we need to be standing up to it, which is why we're doing this little test right now. Let's let's see how this goes over. I'm kind of curious how many people go on to your live stream. Um, and for all you folks out there listening, share the link. Let's see how many people we can get on this at once just as a test to see, is it getting out there? It's only seen 40 people. I don't know if that, that, that seems like a really small number with having 20,000 followers, but you know, who knows? It's, it's, it's live. Um, I'd like to speak to that false, the, the fake news. Okay. Cause to me, this is a false flag and they're so good at this, the planning of it all. So what they did with this fake news thing is it's so multi-purposed and it works so much in their favor. One people that caught wind of the fake news. Now, mentally, they are bombarded with all of this information. And then along comes some truth. And they get to say now, because of their developmental construct, their um, cognition has been framed by the powers that be. They get information in and they can say, well, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Right. And, And so with that, the truth gets gets buried, okay? Then also, they're able to come and say, oh no, that's fake news, and take away your freedom of speech. All because of this planned agenda to limit our ability to discern and to get the truth out there. So it's, it's really disheartening. And yes, there are a lot of trolls and a lot you know you're doing something right when there are groups of people hired to harass you, <laughs> when there is a Facebook algorithm that prevents your truth from getting out there. Okay, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. I've got 20,000 followers on Facebook. I put up a, a little duckling trying to fly with like a you know nice little quote with it. It gets 100 shares. Everything that I do gets shares, gets likes, it gets attention, except for promoting events where we're going to come together and, provo- and promoting radio shows. Okay, So I put up something about the Global Chemtrail Summit. I already said this at the beginning of the interview, but I put up something today, and this is the impetus of this live experiment to see if we can even get some stuff out there. 
I put up a flyer that we just made for the Global Chemtrail Summit. It sh it, it's visible to me, but it's coming up blank on everyone's page. People go to my page and it's blank. No one can see the information. Okay? And they do that for specific things because they don't want the truth to go viral. They put caps on how many people can see it. And all the while, we think that we're sharing information. It's actually quite frustrating. And that's why I'm, I'm serious about this. Actualactivist.com, I'm going to build this into a platform where we can have our own social media where it's unrestricted, unfiltered, uncensored, because that's the only way that we can go about it. And, and to speak to your um, how they have the opposition framed, there are, so the chemtrail thing, this movement is so important. It is on so many levels. They're experimenting on the people through biological aerosols. They're controlling the weather. They're weaponizing the ionosphere. They're using it against our enemies. There's so many layers to it, and they want us all in the dark completely. So they coined the term conspiracy theory in the early 60s. The CIA did that, and they did a really good job at, at making people, socially engineered people, point the finger and say, oh, you're just one of those conspiracy theorists. And then it puts you in this little box. And then they divide and conquer, divide and conquer. So the division here is they, they get people to label themselves. Oh, I'm a blank. So I'm an anti-vaxxer or I'm a GMO activist. Okay, the way that I see it is truth is like pregnancy. You can't be half pregnant, okay? Like if you're a truther, just like you said, you try to just get it all out there. You don't, you don't really accept the labels. Truth is a full commitment. You can't just be anti-fluoride and turn a blind eye to climate engineering. It's all being done by the same group of people we are all being targeted, we, okay? And only together and united can we do anything, okay? So this limited divisiveness, it's not gonna get us anywhere. And then also in the movements, and I hate to say this because it's a little fear-mongering fear and whatnot, there are controlled opposite op opposers, okay? These people are planted in movements to create division and arguments and chaos. And honestly, I can see right through it. I see right through it, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not in the position of calling people out. I'm not in the position of, of feeding that. Okay. But what happens is they get two little camps, two little camps of people. And then when it's time to get them arguing, they get them bickering with one another about something completely pointless. And then it's, it's to create this division within the divided group. So you've got the division, you've got the division, and they start just splitting you up, splitting you up, pick a side, pick a side, pick a side, pick a side. But both these sides are, are controlled, and they're bickering over, over nothing, you know? And, but it's just causing this confusion and this chaos where people who are coming in new, they're just confused. They don't know what side to pick, and ultimately they don't want to deal with the drama, and they pull away. Yeah, no, that's it. And it's in all the groups. Uh, you see crazy stuff in all of them, and I don't subscribe to any of them. I'd look at things, as I said, very objectively. So let's say the Flat Earth community. That's massive right now, right? Mm -hmm. There's tons of people who are causing infighting in that group, when in reality, these folks are just trying to challenge the mainstream notion of the their worldview, basically, is what it is. And um, 
you know, there's evidence for certain things and evidence against certain things, but you see the infiltrators. They're just trying to keep everybody stirred up and distracted so nothing gets accomplished. I see it in the UFO groups. You know, the same thing. You you have no idea. And, and then, of course, you always have these icons, these little celebrities out there that goodness only knows if they're for real and, and what's really behind them that are injecting information out there. And, you know, a lot of it, there's no, there's no basis for it. I, I've tried to look into a lot of the stuff and I can't find where it originally comes from. And, you know, the same thing is happening with the chemtrails groups and everything else. So and I know you, you've come across that. So if you have any uh, personal experience you want to share with that, that'd be cool to hear about. I have a lot of personal experiences. Um, I will share. Well, yeah, I did just share some of it. Well, I will share one thing. It seems like you have to just go into it with an open heart. That's all you can do. And although they want you to trust no one, you just have to trust everyone, <laughs> you know, because you get like you've got all these people coming in and 99% of them are just normal people trying to find out what's going on. And they just want the truth because they're curious. And then on top of that, you'll you'll have a couple people that really will get close and befriend you and waste. You know, it's like these time sucks and they really just want to get in and then ultimately, they want to press some buttons. Okay, so I will share. Oof. Okay, let's do it. This will be interesting. So there's this fellow by the name of Michael J. Murphy. Michael J. Murphy. He he did so much for this movement. God bless him. He made the movie What in the World Are They Spraying? He made the movie Why in the World Are They Spraying? Okay, I invited him to speak at the Global Chemtrail Summit last year in Vancouver. We became buddies, okay? I've become friends with everybody who wants to help in this movement or seems to want to help in the movement. And upon speaking with Michael J. Murphy and meeting him in person, I questioned where his heart was in it, but I trusted him because, you know, that's just the kind of guy I am. Um, he was supposed to come speak in Vancouver. His name was on the lineup for quite some time. But at the end of the day, he flaked, he couldn't come. And the day after the Global Chemtrail Summit in Vancouver last year, he had a nervous breakdown. Okay, so there's a few different potentials here. Either he's under electromagnetic frequency attack. I don't buy it. That's fear mongering. Okay. Um, another one is he just adopted a total drug addiction. I don't buy it. Okay. Um, I like to give things, I'm a numbers guy, so I give things a certain percentage. And I don't mean to be divisive with this. I'm just, I mean, if anybody knows, the people are following this guy. I mean, like, he's gone nuts, right? He's posting, he's posting stuff about being in a FEMA camp and how he's lost the $35,000 that he raised for his third film. He went up in a plane, filmed himself in a, in a plane, getting aerosol samples. And then this guy just, just totally falls apart. Okay. Now, where am I going with this? It's my contention that he was planted the entire time. And it's sad. Okay. And then, you know, I'm being divisive and all this stuff. Well, 
he's off the radar now. So he, all he's doing is bringing the movement down if you're following him and, and he's posting these crazy, I mean, he's been, he's been crazy for a year now, just completely nuts. And the only people that are really following him are they're just doing it for entertainment now. But I mean, that's like the big example. Okay. And I'm maybe jumping to conclusions and I'm sorry if you're friends with him, but you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Well, Matt, let's look at that objectively. A few things could have happened with this individual. One, mm. he was always a plant. He was put there to do a really good job at first, get people talking about this, and then destroy it as much as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Two, he started off good and uh, did get into some hard times. And, you know, whether that's drug use or whatever it happens to be, people get into alcohol, drugs, whatever that happens. Uh, three there could be the possibility that they got to him. You know, the the evil they, the people behind the scenes, however you want to word that. Uh, he was doing a really great job. I've seen both those films. They're both really good, and I'm sure you agree with that. And, um, you know, he got threatened. I mean, it, it happened to Ross Perot back in the, uh, the 90s when he was running for president. He was doing really well. He wanted to be president. He wanted to do a good thing. And they threatened his family outright, and he admitted to that later, you know? So that's the way I view the whole thing with him, that I see those as the three most logical possibilities. Yeah, it's one of those threes. And I don't mean to bad t- talk him or anything. I'm just... It's we're not, just, man. We're just talking about facts. We're just, he went, we're just he, talking about the movement. Yes. And the movement got very once it had traction a few years ago it got split up it seems like every time there's some momentum it gets it gets targeted so regardless of it all regardless of if this gentleman adopted uh, a drug addiction that was very timely see the way that i see it all is they they have this agenda their plan was to announce solar geoengineering this year and that they're going to use it to save us. So what cards do they have? Well, whatever cards that they did have, they, they played them. They want to break up this movement so that they can push their agenda, break up the movement so they can push their agenda. What is their agenda? Full-scale deployment of solar geoengineering. Well, it's unfortunate that we lost him as an activist. I'm not going anywhere. This is my life. And that's all I can really speak to. So, you know... I don't know why I brought him up and I kind of, you know, it's just, it's, I had to clear the air with that at least. I mean, like, and if he got addicted to drugs, then, he, you know, he had the obligation to be the person that was carrying that flame. He shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have gotten into drugs. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Absolutely. And the reason why I actually wanted to discuss that is because you do see this in the movements and people have to look out for these things. That doesn't mean that the movement itself is bad. The information is information is not good or bad. Information is information and it is up to you to do your own homework and make your own decisions. I'm sure you would agree with that. So I have a big problem when you start getting these celebrities and icons in different movements because then it starts becoming about the person instead of the information. And, uh, you know, everyone has an ego to one degree or another. Some people have theirs in check and some people do not. Uh, you know, I've, and I've had good and bad experiences with that. Some of the people in the truth movement get to be so big, they're like rock stars in their own right. And um, 
you know, th- that starts interfering with the overall job of what we're trying to do. What are we trying to do? We're trying to get information out there to help everybody. I mean, especially when you're talking about something like this, this geoengineering problem, they're messing with the place we live on and we can't seem to do a damn thing about it. They're going to spray stuff in our skies where we kind of have an idea now what it is, but we're still not 100% certain. I've always been suspicious that it's a binary or more weapon, that they're putting stuff there, but it could be coupling with stuff that's in the food, in the water, in the in the vaccines, all those things. And they all together work against us, in my opinion. Uh, you can see it. You can see the dumbing down of society. It's getting much, much worse. And the fact that you're telling me things like the 60-year-olds are showing up to your conference and the, the kids, the, the teens and 20s and even 30s, aren't, that's very, very uh, disturbing to me. And that's also coupled with the massive amount of social engineering that goes on. And and the level it goes on today is obscene. I mean, you, you, you can see it. If, you have, if you're even a little bit awake, pay attention to anything that is released through mainstream media in any way, shape, or form, any entertainment, it's there. Nothing is released today that does not go through their fingers if it's coming from a major media source. And you nailed it on the head right there with that binary um, the fluoridation, the mass fluoridation, the fluoride will build up in your brain, and then it's just sitting there waiting for this nanoparticulate metal, metals, especially aluminum. So if you don't get it via vaccines, if you're not getting your flu shots and you're not getting vaccinated, then they aerosolize it. And then once you breathe in that aluminum and it gets in your brain with the fluoride, there's a chemical reaction, a new chemical is made, and these little explosions go off in your brain, cause dementia. Alzheimer's, all that sort of stuff. So really, at the end of the day, you're right. This movement needs to be leaderless. It needs to, we need to teach discernment, okay? People need to be able to speak their truth without worrying about anything. They need to be able to just resonate with the truth and to spread it, okay? Because if you start listening to an idol then you'll just buy everything that they say. And then if they're a plant or if they're paid off or if they're convinced to get back on drugs or whatever it is, then all of a sudden you're left hopeless because your superstar leader has been, you know, is living in a ditch now, right? (laughs) Kind of thing. So really it's up to us to really be the leaders. We all have to be leaders, right? And that's another thing about social media is like get offline, One day of offline activism is worth infinite likes to me. One day of offline activism. Imagine just looking people in the eyes and telling them your truth. Not like a crazy person. Just approach it a certain way. Like, hey, have you noticed that there's only lines in the sky on some days? Look up. You know, it only takes something like that. You know, set up a booth at your local farmer's market. I don't care what it is, but one day of offline activism is a lifetime of liking and sharing, especially with the censorship that we're getting on Facebook. Well, this has always been an idea of mine, and I, I always tell people this, and I want to see see it happening, and I try to do my best on my in my small way. You have to do it on a local level. The only way you're going to change things is on a local level. As you can see what's going on with, with Facebook, for example, and even YouTube, they are coming after us censoring when you're you're putting all the stuff out there in a massive way and you have absolutely no idea whether one person or a thousand is seeing it right so they're not going to stop you if you start a small group and you meet at a coffee shop and you say hey next time bring a friend who's open-minded and you spread that each time okay you guys get it bring a friend and you get these little groups in baton rouge in new orleans in los angeles in seattle 
you know, all over the world, get these little groups going and spread them like wildfire. Then we don't have to rely on something like Facebook to be the be all end all of activism. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. If And the thing is, is people feel so powerless. We just need to be empowered just that little bit to be brave enough to start that conversation that matters. And I'm happy to say that I have encouraged and inspired a handful of people to get out and to share their truths with other people. And it ripples across the planet. You have no idea the power that you have. You tell one person about the, the criminal agenda behind vaccine vaccinations and they tell a friend and they tell a friend and they tell a friend all of a sudden their kid did not get autism because of something that you did imagine how good that can make you feel and that's huge that's massive that's everything yeah so ultimately it's just about creating that spark and that ripple that can turn into that tsunami of truth and and really a lot of us all of us want to just resonate in truth and live a normal life and not be attacked by our government, you know, which is, which is treasonous by the way, but it's not going to come. This revolution is not going to come from people dragging the politicians out in the street with guillotines. It's not going to come with violence. It's not going to come giving into their fear. It's going to come with resonating to a higher level and just knowing all these truths are going to become self-evident. They already are becoming self-evident. And it's up to us to just, like I said, be brave enough to start a conversation that matters. I, I had a point where I was paying people to give my chemtrail presentation, right? And hardly any takers because you know what it boils down to is ego. We've been trained in this iPhone world, iTunes. I this, I that, that it's so me-centric, you know? Identify with what are, are you? Are you white, black, Hispanic, gay, tall, short, fat, skinny? What kind of clothes do you wear? Are you happy? Are you sad? Do you need antidepressants? Okay? <laughs> All of these things define you, okay? You get defined in this little, 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 little package, and then no one understands me. I can't identify with anybody. Guess what? We're all humans. And if those butterflies were doing that shit, they'd all be dead by now. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's an interesting thing I will do. Well, to address, before I get to that, let's address what you just said. They are always trying to do everything to divide and conquer. Everything you just said. It could be black against white, Muslim against Christian. You know, it doesn't matter. Male against female. Anything. Anything to create division. And they use all of their their media to promote these these agendas, you know what I mean? Like all the bullshit uh, TV shows are out there and all that. All of all of that is it's weaponized, man. The majority of it is weaponized. And don't think it's not because I, I've been doing this for so long now. I can watch any mainstream TV show and it's painful to me now. So that being said, what I'll do a lot of times if I'm out in public and they're doing the massive chemtrailing that day with the big tic-tac-toes and you can see the jets up there still making them. I'll look at some and go, does that look normal to you? Or, you know, whatever way I think I can open the conversation depending upon what kind of person they look like. You know what I mean? I, that, to me, gets the conversation at least started. I do know what you mean. And I carry flyers on me everywhere I go. And I've made probably a dozen different flyers now. And they keep getting better. And they keep getting better. And I look people in the eyes. And I hand them the flyer. And I say choice words depending on who they are. You know, some people I say, hey, you know about chemtrails, right? Bam. And they go, yeah, wow. Or some people I say, 
You ever wonder why there's lines in the sky sometimes? And I hand them a flyer, you know? But, but back to your unity thing, the solidarity, we are all the same. We all bleed red. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all on the same page and we all just want to breathe fresh air and live and be happy. All of this divisiveness is all part of the agenda. Black Lives Matter, that was founded by a globalist scumbag to create division in our communities, okay? All lives matter, all right? How are we all of a sudden regressing back to this racism, okay? We're putting that to bed. We're putting all this to bed, right? We want blue skies. We don't want our infants attacked with vaccines, you know? So, yeah, ultimately, we just need to follow our hearts and come together and know there's so many truths that we just need to realize and understand as as fact, okay? One fact is that we are not just humans having a human experience, okay? We have this spirituality inside of us that lives beyond this. And it's up to us to form a better reality and not just sit on our hands because we are really, really, really powerful. And the day that we learn our true powers is the day that we can really rise above all this stuff because there are so, like, why, so, like back up. Why are they attacking us? What are they afraid of, right? They are afraid of the day that we come together and see all of this for what it really is because we've been lied to. We're lied to on so many levels, it's not even funny. I can't even watch the news anymore. It's a complete brainwash. It's, they, it's, it's all out of the MK Ultra handbook. They fear, fear, fear. They put your brainwave into this fear state where you're, you're shocked and confused. And then they tell you what they want you to do, whether it's go buy something or believe this. You know what I mean? They know it's so strategic and all the media is owned. All the media is owned. I mean, you can you can do a simple search for that and find out that there is, I kind of forget what number it's at now, if it's six or five, or maybe it's even smaller now, but... Six. Is it six now? Yeah. But anyway, that it's still a very small number. I'll have to re-research re that because it's been a while. But what I'm getting at is that though all those companies are under smaller and smaller umbrellas as the years have gone by. Same thing with the banks. You see them doing it all the time. And why is that? It's easier for them to control from the top down if it's a pyramid. You know, a smaller group of people giving commands that are funneled out to the majority. And as far as media goes, good grief. I mean, that is owned by smaller and smaller bits. It's the consolidation and corporatization of everything, even our food. And it, there's there's no there's no line between the government and the corporation anymore. The people that are making the laws are the same people that are profiting from all of it. They don't care. They don't care and they bury the information so deep. Even like the obvious stuff is so hard to grasp. I got a few things I want to go over really quick. Okay. One thing is GMOs. The GMO thing is just shrouded in confusion. I'll give it to you in one sentence. They genetically modify the plants so that they can be sprayed with glyphosate, this horrible poison that's Round really up. bad for us, okay? Roundup, right, which has glyphosate in it. Mm -hmm. This poison is doused on your food, but the food does not die from it. It would. It would die from it. 
but it's not because it's genetically modified. So they can douse it with this chemical and then it's in everything now. And it's horrible. It's giving everybody cancer. Like that's what organic is, is buying non-Roundup food. But people, people are, there's so much disinformation and misinformation and confusion that people think that cherry tomatoes are GMO and that you're a hippie if you're buying organic and all this stuff. No, you're buying food that hasn't been modified to take that spray without dying. That's the GMO, okay? We can talk about fluoridation very simply, same thing, but what they do is they pile in the confusion. Let's talk about GCMAF for a minute. Rest in peace, all the dead doctors. Now it's up to 60-something dead doctors because of this GCMAF, and I'm sure being on the shows and stuff, you know about it, but I'll break this down really, really, really simply. Well, that and I'm right sorry. there should tell you how accurate a bit of information is, is how many deaths surround the people trying to get right. it out there. And the more simple, the more scared they get, right? For instance, Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I, he said, it's so simple. You eat these things that are high alkaline and you alkalinize your body Okay, so there's acidic and alkaline, and our body sits at like seven and a half on a scale. And if you can work your body up to eight and nine by making it more alkaline, disease and cancer cannot live. But if you give it an acidic environment, these things can thrive. Okay, so Dr. Sebi, S E B I, very nice man. This doctor was jailed and murdered last year because he was exposing this truth that was so simple that it could go viral. These things are so simple that everyone can learn them and spread them around. He said, just eat these plants that I found that are super alkaline. You take on this diet and you consume only the super alkaline plants and all of a sudden you're gonna cure cancer, you're gonna cure all this stuff and he was curing everything just from this simple diet and they couldn't handle that. Oh man, if people realize that if they stop eating pepperoni pizza and drinking coffee and beer and they deacidify their body, that they'll actually be healthy, we can't let people know that. So the GCMAF, same thing. Very, very easy, easy information. And I'm and I'm seeing everybody's comments over here. I love you guys all. 173 comments. Um, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the comments right now because this is actually. We're doing a show on Secrets of Saturn. Jason Linderen is interviewing me, and this is a new experimental way of doing a, a radio interview via the live feed. So the GCMAF, first these doctors discovered this in Florida, and they were curing everything, curing autism, curing all this stuff. The, the knowledge was so simple that everybody that had the knowledge was murdered, okay? Everybody. And then they're now they're strategically, systematically going around making sure that they kill everybody that is spreading this information. Guess what? I'm not scared. So the thing is, is there are these ancient strains. Okay, In Iran, there's these cultures, these tribes that are living to be 120 because they're utilizing these ancient strains. What it is, is if you go and drink kombucha or yo get yogurt in you, this acidophilus, these old, these old um, probiotics, your body is used to them. Your ancestry has had this, these probiotics in your, in your body, and your body is not – your body doesn't really care. It's just more, more um, um, microorganisms in your gut bacteria, which is great, but your body doesn't react. So what these doctors in Florida discovered that cost them their lives is that there are these ancient probiotic-like strains, and there's 12 of them. If you get them all together – and you form either a injection 
or there's a yogurt you can make that when you consume these 12, that your body reacts because it's never had this full-on onslaught of all of these harmless, okay, mind you, harmless probiotics. So you put all these harmless probiotics in your system at once, your liver reacts, and it cranks out this macrophage that usually it just slowly produces. It pushes out all these macrophages. And what these macrophages are, I describe them as these little Miss Pac-Man because at a molecular level, they look like these little Miss Pac-Mans going through. They just go through and destroy viruses, destroy cancer. And they, re they destroy nagalase, which a nagalase overload is what's causing autism. So to recap, you eat this yogurt, you literally feel it, your body reacts. My friend, we cured him of Lyme's disease, okay? And he couldn't get out of bed, right? Your body reacts and it pulses, it pumps out from your liver more of this macrophage than usual, like exponentially more. And you get so many, and that macrophage is the hood under the, is the engine under the hood of your immune system. Like your immune system is based on these macrophages working. So they run around your system, these little macrophages that look like little Miss Pac-Mans, and they, they eat cancer and viruses, and then your white blood cells come and help. It is your immune system. So you take this yogurt in, and your body produces all of these little macrophages that can cure everything. So it's really simple, right? If described to you just like that, you know, I mean, maybe I didn't do the best job, but it's a very, 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 very simple thing. But the simplicity is what they're afraid of because the truth is self-evident. Your body reacts. It creates, it gets your immune system boosted. He had a 90% success rate in autistic kids. The other 10% is because they were still eating antibiotics and all these things <clears throat> that were interfering with the process. Okay. You can cure autism, right? Which is a vaccine injury. Okay, all autism is is a is a nagalase overload in your system. And nagalase is this byproduct of, of viruses and stuff like that. It's like this bad stuff in your system. So it's just like these simple things, okay? And I'm sorry to get off track, but even the chemtrails, okay, I can break it down so simple. How come some days you get an onslaught of air traffic that's gritting the sky? And then other days, you've just got a few planes with no lines. You know, let's start there. Let's keep it really simple. Because if you start to complex, complicate things, people turn away because they don't like this bombardment and this of, of over information. I've noticed on my grassroots activism, when I talk to kids, especially the youth, and I say, well, well you know about 9-11, right? And they say, well, I've heard so many things. And then you, you research 9-11, like look up something about 9-11 truth or, or conspiracy. There's, so, there's a bombardment of information. It's information overload. The kids, they just see that and they say, I've heard a lot of things. You know, I wasn't there. What can I do? And they move on because they cannot formulate a solid stance because there's too much information. They try to confuse it. It's not confusing though. No, it's not. But I'm going to say that... Uh... This is what the trolls are out there for, or the infiltrators. They're, they're there to bombard the uh, the various subject matters with so much crap that people who might be looking at it for the first time are going to be confused. And some people who have the, the more spark of curiosity, they're going to go down the rabbit holes and then they're going to start putting it together. Other folks are going to throw up their hands and be like, I, I don't know what's going on here, forget it. And they're going to go back to playing video games. You know what I mean? So exactly. that's why I'm always highly suggestive for us to be active on a small individual basis where like you 
you got to tell a friend. Just just tell a friend. You, you know, you don't have to throw a bunch of videos at them and all that sort of thing. Just have an open discussion. If if you're good for friends with somebody and you're awake and they're not, uh, I'd almost say you're doing them a disservice. If everybody told one person, voila. You know what I mean? And it's And really you don't realize your impact. I had a woman reach out to me the other day that her autistic kid started talking, okay? I don't even know this woman, okay? She was so appreciative and I was so touched by this, you know? I mean, imagine a random person contacting you and saying, you posted something on Facebook and it changed my entire life. You know what I mean? Like this kind of stuff is so rewarding. Like you're like the truth is, I mean, we're, we're here for a reason and it's to get this truth out, to get it to our kids so that we can create a world where everybody can be happy. Yeah, Matt, you just said it. If nothing else ever in your life, you helped bring a child back from darkness. And that's absolutely incredible. I'm hoping, although no one's ever written to me, that the two shows I've done on cannabis oil being a cure for cancer, I'm hoping someone out there got even just one person. They got something out of it. I interviewed Rick Simpson two years ago, and I interviewed uh, Kyle Marsh from Colorado. He's one of the people who really helped get the Colorado laws passed for, well, for marijuana in general. But obviously, the, the overall thing is cannabis oil, and he makes it. And I sincerely hope out there that someone has been helped from these things. And that's what—that's exactly what this is all about. We're trying to help each other. Exactly. Get inspired. Like you, you started a podcast and now you're on the air with, with Crow 777 to expand your reach. We're doing this show. We're doing it on Facebook. We're doing everything we can. If everybody took a step up like to that kind of level, we'd just win. But just the simplest thing, like telling your grandmother to use non-fluoridated toothpaste, right? And then telling your friends about the fluoridation levels in tooth and then starting that conversation Right. I mean, I don't care what the score in the game was last night. You know what I mean? Let's talk about something that really, really matters. Exactly. Exactly. Sports is is massive, massive distraction. That's all that is. You know what that really is? Sports are a channeling for male aggression because it's predominantly males, although not entirely, that are into sports. And that's that's the tribalism that people used to have years ago. You know, the, the, the base male instinct to want to protect the tribe it, that's not really going anywhere these days. You know, we live in this very streamlined, you know, almost pussified society. Well, that's still innately in us somewhere. So they channel it into the, the sports aggression so that they get the tribalism out. You know, it's my team versus your team and we're better than you. And they get angry about it, even to the point that some people riot over bloody games. It's insane. Well, it's, it's all about creating the duality to create. You have to pick a side. They want to polarize everybody. So we're divided, you know, we're divided over a sports team, we're divided over borders, we're divided over this, and then we're totally desensitized. We're completely desensitized to war now. Oh, yeah. Don't, do you remember when we were supposed to declare war before we started dropping bombs on a country? Congress is supposed to declare war. Brother, war hasn't been declared since World War II. Korea was right? not a war, Vietnam was not a war, none of the stuff in the Middle East was a war. Nothing has been a war. The last person we were at war with, as far as I know off the top of my head, is Japan, when that was ended in 1945. So they continue to desensitize us and continue to make violence okay. 
and they never tell us what we really need to hear, which is the truth on the, on the matter. I mean, the, and the false flags and the agendas, like people, the masses, they will just believe what the news broadcaster says. And that's just it. They just have been entrained to believe it. You know, the television is patented as a brainwashing tool. Yeah, the uh, the scanning rates of the image put your brain into a different uh, state. Alpha, I think it's alpha waves that you get taken down to, and it's basically like almost being in a state of sleep so that they can program you. Why do you think it's called television programming? I think that's the most obvious name for anything that there ever was. And governmental, to govern your mental. Yeah, the, to govern your mind, to control your mind. Cool. Um, so how are we doing on time? We're at an hour, but uh, I have no particular time limit, so why don't we talk about your film and then the upcoming conference? Okay, terrific. So the film, Franken Skies, and um, I really appreciate everyone's patience. I launched the crowdfund. I was hopeful to be able to ship these DVDs out a couple months ago. The crowdfund was kind of a flop, so it took a little bit more time. The movie is there. We're putting the final touches on it. It's going to be out there in May. It's amazing. I, like I said, I interviewed politicians. We, we cover the whole history of it, and people need to know the history. It starts a long time ago developing the patents and the strategies to aerosolize fake clouds. So the film Franken Skies, it's going to be available. You can, order, you can pre-order a copy at GoFundMe.com slash Frankenskies. But no big deal. You'll get a, I mean, you'll get your opportunity. I'm going to be touring this thing all over. This is going to be my life until the sequel. And then we'll have that one. And the sequel is going to really get deeper into it all. You're familiar with Harold Krauss Vela and Sophia Smallstorm and um, even Alana Freeland and her space fence. This is going to be the launch pad for more truth films, more awakening films to bring the truth to everyone. And like I said, it's not just about chemtrails. It's just about truth and being able to see through it all yourself, right? We have the ability to see the truth ourselves. It's just snapping out of the, the trance that we've been put in our whole lives. And then the upcoming conference, which I'm really excited about, it's almost a week away. It is not this Sunday, but next in Portland, Oregon. Got people coming in from all over the world. I've got an actress, speaker, who is an author of a children's book called Funny Clouds. She has a podcast, and she's been an activist for a decade. Her name is Raphael O'Neill. She's coming from New Orleans to speak. She's one of our speakers. I've got a retired U.S. Air Force weatherman who will be speaking. He's my keynote speaker. I'm, I've decided not even to tell anybody his name until the day of, um, just to keep it I don't want him getting messed with or harassed or anything like that. Not that I think it's an issue, but, but the way things went last year with so many people flaking out and stuff like that, we have a U.S. Air Force weatherman who's coming to speak at the event. Also, Ilana Freeland, who I referenced, and again, her book, this is the Bible on it. I mean, if you, if you read this and you pass this on to people, no one can read this book and not be a believer. And it's not about believing, it's about knowing, you know, it's, it's the truth. Also, Clyde Lewis. Clyde Lewis has a radio show in Portland with two million listeners every single night. He studied meteor, meteorology, he's very well spoken, and he will be presenting in Portland as well. 
We've also got, like I said, Amanda Daniel, who spoke last year, who spoke at the EPA hearing, Patrick Roddy, who spoke last year, who spoke at the EPA hearing as well, and has a website, stopsprayingus.com. And also from Canada, from Calgary, we have a couple speakers, um, Dominic and uh, Mrs. LaMarche. She and he are coming and they have a website, weathermodification.com, weathermodificationhistory, pardon me, weathermodificationhistory.com. And they will be popping off the event talking about all the history of it all. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of patents and newspaper articles that that have, have come out over the past 50 years. Like before when there were trusted news sources, mind you, in the past there were trusted news sources. And in these trusted news sources, they came out and said that scientists were experimenting with controlling the weather. They even have articles saying that people were going to have to vote on what kind of weather they were gonna get because the government was gonna be controlling it, but they were gonna let people vote, right? Let me tell you why, why news sources have changed. This is, this is actually a really important and very simple point. There used to be real journalists, mm. individual journalists, the old gumshoes as they call them, the people who would go out and do real journalism, real investigation. Now they all read from the same teleprompter coming out of AP or whatever they happen to have as their main news source. That's the difference. Every sing- and this has been proven, any newscast that you watch you can see the same one repeated all over the country. It's just got a local flavor being read by your local news. So it's going to have a bit more of a Southern accent in, in Alabama. It's going to have a bit more of a Cajun accent here in Louisiana. It's going to have a real flat accent where I'm from in Pennsylvania. It's the same thing. Verbatim. Yep. And that, yeah, literally like word for word. So that's why news isn't trustable anymore because it's coming down from a, from a higher source and no one's doing anything on an individual level anymore. But go ahead. Sorry for interrupting you. No. And that point that you just made is really critical. And a lot of people have this cognitive dissonance and they say, oh, they wouldn't do that to us. And, and how could this be true? If, if you expose that to them, it's, it's an eye opener. And it's even simple things like like it's one thing for every newscaster in every channel across the entire nation to all say, we just dropped the biggest bomb in Afghanistan and we're chasing away ISIS in America, right? That's kind of a little like, oh, well, yeah, they all got handed that script because it's America, right? But when everybody is reading, your birthday is coming up be sure to buy your pre- your kids a birthday presentation uh, like when they're like there's consumerism things and like there's these there's these simple there's these simple twisted mind games trying to get you to buy and trying to get you to think a certain way and trying to divide you a certain way and get you to think that police are killing black people all the time the choice words that they choose are very poignant and obvious like I watched, and I, and I couldn't believe that Conan O'Brien did an expose on it. He did an expose on gas prices and on um, your child's birthday. And they, every single broadcaster was saying, a child's not happy on their birthday unless you spend a bunch of money, right? And it was this push for the, I mean, whatever it was, to manipulate you to think that birthdays are this important, that you got to rush out and buy and whatever, whatever, whatever. But their choice words to frame your construct and to govern your mental 
is just completely out of control and obvious, you know? And, and ultimately, it's just a few guys sitting in a room saying, let's control everybody by doing this, X, Y, Z. Um, so yeah, and we have, oh man, I'm so excited about homage. So this is, there's this band homage, H O M A G E. They have this song called digital clouds. They're from Reno and they're coming up and they're performing at the second global chemtrail summit, May 7th, Hoffman hall, Portland state university, 11 AM. They're going to perform in the evening. These guys, they have the most eloquent song about chemtrails and ionospheric heaters and Tesla's influence and all this all this stuff, there's, there's something else, this, um, this rap group um, called Homage. So they'll be performing at least the song Digital Clouds, um, which is great. I just, they just started spraying here, by the way. Um, I'm in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. We had a clear day. And when they come, first they start with the patented barium release rockets. So they have a different angle, different trajectory. And they lay out the barium first before they come with the aluminum because they're looking to make a chemical reaction in your sky. They, they plasmify your sky for whatever you know their motive is at the time, mainly to steer the ionosphere to control the weather. But some they have this whole other agenda. But I regress. So the day is going to be full of speakers, music. And at the very end of the night, I, if we have time, I'll screen my film. But really, it's not about the speakers. It's not about coming to hear me speak or coming to see Lana speak or to buy her book or to watch the film or to see the music or it's not just to come because it's free, right? The reason why it's important to come is the solidarity, all right? It's to look around and see all these people that are on the same level as you coming for truth. All right. A lot of people are like, oh, I know about that or, oh, I can't be bothered. I can't waste my time. Your butt in that seat is so much more important than you can ever imagine because it's about the solidarity and coming together for a mutual cause, which is ultimately just truth. It's not all chemtrails. It's not all vaccines. It's just truth in everything. And when you've, when you've got people of all sorts of different walks of life coming together and learning together and converging and discussing, you know, that solidarity and that, that unity can foster, right? How else are you going to do that? We're not, we're not going to get there by clicking on Facebook, honestly. Like I know, I know it's, I know they want you to think that just clicking like on something is going to change the world, but it's not. And the more they censor us and divide us, we're categorized on Facebook. Right. So like I'm I'm categorized by some algorithm as a 952 X297. Right. And if you're a 952 297 XYZ, they're not even going to let you see my posts. OK. And they're going to filter your posts that are this, this, this and this because they've got you in a little category now. And the more that they push this A.I., through Elon Musk and all this other nonsense, the more that they, the A.I. is just going to get more powerful and we just have to reject it and really realize our true potential offline. And ultimately, Tupac Shakur, quote, a quote from Tupac Shakur, real eyes realize real lies. So ultimately, just like Tupac said, you know, it's up to you to be able to discern and see it for yourself. And being with people, you know, coming together in this confluence of like-minded 
you never know what's going to happen and what kind of truths are going to be um, brought to the forefront. This Facebook Live is pretty nice, actually. I'm, I'm so glad that we still have this for the time being. That they and ultimately they're just going to pull more false flags out, and ultimately they're going to they're going to be able to censor this because this is not something that they want for me to be able to speak. Can you tell from your end how many people have been listening? If they're hearing both of us clearly and all that, Any, anybody saying anything you can tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 247 comments and 250 comments so far. And yeah, everybody's being really positive and awesome. Not a single troll. I love all of you guys for not being trolls and for being <laughs> um, considerate. Um, only 56 people watching. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, that's something. But I can't, I can't imagine it being such a, a low number. But really, like once it gets out, like once we turn this off, that gets shared around and shared around and shared around too. So as, as the experiment that we just did, it, it's being viewed. So that's something. Cool. That's good to hear. Uh, obviously, this we just kind of came off this off off the cuff. By the way, for all you folks out there, we uh, Matt asked me if I wanted to do a show. I was like, I'm actually free right now. Are you? <laughs> and then yeah. when he was getting, we were both getting ready to to jump on on uh, on Skype. I was like, I have an idea. <laughs> let's let's try doing this live and just see what happens on Facebook at the same time I'm recording it on Skype for for later release. And you're like, all right, that's cool. Let's see what happens. And uh, you know. Hopefully everybody liked it out there and hopefully it worked. You know, I have no idea how much it was being blocked, but um, that was kind of like what I wanted to see. Did did people get it? You know, I told everyone to share it. I shared it uh, before we jumped on. So I guess we'll see what the end result is. If anybody wants to contact me, by the way, just to shoot me a message about things, I can be reached at secretsofsaturn at gmail.com. Um, my YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash secretsofsaturn. And this show is also a free iTunes download on, on just the main iTunes page. So this will probably go out later today. Yeah. So thank you so much. So for those of you just tuning in again, this is Jason Lindgren. Jason Lindgren is interviewing me. He has a show secrets of Saturn. Check it out. Share it around. Um, thank you so much for all of you. Randy, you're awesome. Um, Sally Ann, thank you. Felicity, thank you. Angelique Love, thank you. Susie, you're the best. Hannah, David Brown, 55 people. Awesome. Daphne, Kelly, Angelique, Lori, you guys are all great. Felicity Moon, people go out on Thursdays. Oh, it's Thursday. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, and, and I like the interactive. I like that there's 260 comments over there. You know, um, ultimately what I want to do is get this Global Chemtrail Summit, um, have it happen successfully, and I want to have like a weekly show where it's scheduled, where we do a live feed every you know Sunday at noon or something like that. That's an ultimate plan of mine. And so once people know that that show is going to be going on at that certain time, at that certain place, hopefully we can get away from the censorship. But I can't tell you the frustration that I post, 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 and that the posts that really matter to me, like promoting a radio show or promoting an actual a physical event in your town, that they just get blocked. You know, like that's like censorship from Facebook. It's social media. You know, it's, we're supposed to be social and we're supposed to be able to get it out, get our get our stuff out there. Right. Like it's up, not it's not up to Facebook to decide what's OK and what's not, especially when it's when it's just truth. Feel me? Absolutely. And before I let you go, Matt, let's uh, give out the exact dates and times again for the conference for everybody out there, just so they know. So. 
last year in Vancouver, it was May 7th. Again, it's May 7th, okay? Not to confuse anybody. So Sunday, May 7th in Portland, in downtown Portland, Oregon, at Portland State University, at Hoffman Hall, okay? So I'll reiterate. So on Sunday, May 7th, Hoffman Hall, Portland State University, which is downtown Portland State University, we're having the second global chemtrail summit. We're having speakers, we're having music. We might screen my film if we have enough time, Franken Skies. It's gonna be a great free event for everyone to come together. Please stop by, I'll have buttons for you, t-shirts for sale probably. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna have all sorts of information. So I look forward to seeing you there in Portland, PSU, Sunday, May 7th, Hoffman Hall, 11 a.m. The event goes from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, how is this event being paid for? Did you do a crowdsourcing or something like that? If you're not selling tickets? Um, it's just coming out of my pocket, man. I can't ask people for money. And, you know, um, I, I tried to do, I was, I was hopeful to do a, a film release tour, which was going to encompass all of this. Okay. So, so on May 20th, coming up, in Chicago, there is the first solar geoengineering governance regime roundtable. A self-proclaimed regime is being established to govern geoengineering globally. Okay, it's a think tank. They're discussing things such as, should we even take into consideration human health impacts? What role will public perception play when we establish this solar geoengineering governance regime? Okay, and ultimately, I launched a crowdfund to both pay for the conference, pay for the film release, and pay for the tour that was going to culminate in Chicago on May 20th. Well, as we know, everything gets censored, and you know, either it got out there and people didn't want to chip in, or it didn't get out there enough, or I didn't market it. You know, I blame myself. But either way, the crowdfund it raised. Um, it's, it's raised $3,000, which is great, but also I'm shipping out a couple hundred DVDs. So yeah, I just, I just pay for it myself. Like this is my life, right? So whenever I'm not posting on Facebook, I'm working to, to get money together to feed the chemtrail thing. You know, it's like the chemtrail thing is my life. So, um, I'm out of pocket. And last year it was last year I catered the event and, um, it was, it was a big expense, so I can't cater this year. Um, but yeah, like ultimately I'd, I'd love for it to, to be able to feed itself and, and, you know, one day feed me, but, but yeah, no, it's just coming out of pocket right now. Um, you know, what can I do? I'm, it's like, it's, I have to host the event. I can't not have these events. So I'm trying my best. Um, I got radio slots at ground zero radio, 2 million listeners. I got an advertisement slot in the Willamette Weekly, and I'm doing different print ads and flyers, and I'm doing my best to market the event and find this balance of flying in speakers and putting them up and, you know, all this stuff. It's, it's, a, it's actually quite the endeavor to host a conference. So I'm doing my best with my limited resources, and um, ultimately the next one will hopefully be bigger and better because I'm, I'm going to be armed with this film. And ideally, I can take this film on tour and fill up some theaters and um, turn this, this project into a nonprofit that feeds future chemtrail summits. This thing can't happen every year. It needs to happen more than once a year. And in different cities, too. Oh, yeah. Last year is Vancouver. This year is Portland. I want to do Seattle 
by the end of the year, you know, and then I want to, I want to like a, a full on global chemtrail summit in Seattle by the end of the year. And I want to tour this film all over and I plan on hitting Germany and the UK and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I can, um, have some serious success with the film, maybe get some distribution, get it on Gaia, get it on Netflix and, and get this, you know, Matt Landman, Franken skies, global chemtrail movement, nonprofit, enough to fuel it into the next um, chapter. Well, my suggestion just off the top of my head here is that whomever might be in a major city that could put on something like this, you know, maybe they can take care of you in those cities, you know, give you some place to stay make sure you have something to eat. I mean, I had no idea you were literally coming out of pocket for all of this stuff. That's, that's incredible. And you have the utmost, I always respected you, but it's like, holy crap, you just took it up another level. I mean, that's incredible. And, Everybody out there, let's see what we can do to uh, to get behind this awesome person. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, any support is nice. Um, it's it's interesting because a lot of people want, you know, they want me to come, they want me to screen the film, and they want me to present in their town. Uh, it, it would be a lot if, if people were willing to help even just a little bit, like I'll sleep on your couch. You know, if this is, this is my life, I'm trying to just get the truth out there and I can only do so much, you know? Yeah. And, th and that's it. And I have a little bit of reach with my show, but if anybody wants to co coordinate with me, as I said, just uh, email me at secrets of Saturn at gmail.com. And, you know, let's see what we can do. Let's make this happen. Let's put Matt on tour and, and, and get this film out there. I love that idea. Thanks. And I can't wait for everyone to see the film. The film is really good. It is so good. And again, thank you for your patience. You know, I mean, like, I don't think everyone realizes just, just the travel expenses and, and buying the camera gear and the lenses and the microphones and all this stuff, you know, while putting on global conferences and flying people in from Europe and da 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 any of this stuff, man. I have some gear. Uh, I, I've got a studio. And, and then there's the time. It's like folks don't always realize or appreciate just what goes into these things. And we do it because we care. You know, we're not asking for anything to become, you know, Hollywood moguls or anything like that. We're doing this because we, we give a hoot. And, you know, we're just trying to make a difference for all of us. Yeah, exactly. I just want to bring, um, I want to be able to leave this world. Yeah, you know how, you know what it is. It's all these cliches. But just like that monarch butterfly speech, I just want to leave the world in a place where I've inspired enough people and lit some fires underneath some butts that people want to be the next Martin Luther King or the next, you know, what have you, so that they can rise to the opportunity to share their truths with the world because we need more people like you, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> but I definitely see you doing more than I am. I'm I'm totally impressed with just how, how much effort you've put into things. And you absolutely, man, you've got my respect. All right. One more time before we end this, get out when and where the conference is. So the second Global Chemtrail Summit is in Portland, Oregon on May 7th in Hoffman Hall at Portland State University. It goes from 11 to 7. It's a day full of speakers and music. And I hope to see anybody who can attend there in person. Awesome. Matt, this has been really great. A cool experiment that we came up with off the cuff. And uh, this will be going up later today if anybody else wants to, uh, if any of you guys out there listening live want to listen back. And once it goes up, please share it. Everything I do is free. So take care, everyone. Thanks, Jason. And yeah, what a cool experiment. So this is a radio show that we just made on Facebook Live. So thanks, everybody, for the comments. 300 comments. 
thanks everybody for the comments and for all the love and and you all rock and um, just keep speaking your truth. You know, I saw this one quote, speak your truth even if your voice shakes. Well, it's so true because when I started talking about chemtrails and vaccines, my voice was shaking. All my friends from high school and from my entire life of, of being a human on earth, everybody was like, are you crazy? What are you talking about? But, you know, and my voice was shaking, but now it's not, you know? No, no, you're a great speaker, brother. Matt, thank you for everything you do, and we'll have to do this again. Hey, much love, Jason. I look forward to seeing you in Baton Rouge. All right, take care, man. Have a good one. Peace.